Welcome to Curiosity Didn't Kill Podcast, your place for crystals, transformative energies, and bridging the gap between science and magic. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Ash Bay, your intuitive hype woman and magical mentor. It's my mission to help you discover your badass, unlock your power, and embrace your unique energy. Let's fall down the rabbit hole. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. And if you are brand new, hello, hello, welcome in. I am so glad you are here and joining us today. So last podcast episode, I had talked about crystals, how they work, and why I work with them. So I figured in this episode, why not talk about the chakras and how those work, what they are, and why I choose to work with the chakras. So without further ado, let's get into it. Chakras. What are chakras? I feel like we hear about them a lot, especially if you're on the TikToks and you're on like the woo-woo witchy TikToks, witch talk, whatnot. Um... And people are like, clear your chakras, have, you know, well-balanced chakras and whatnot. But what are they? What is, why are they so important? Why do we want to have them clear and, you know, balanced and all of that good stuff? So to break it down for you in the most yummy digestible way possible, chakras are essentially your energy wheels and you have seven personal body chakras throughout your body. Those are your body's energy system. And together, together, all of their energies combined help resonate and make your energy field, your aura. So what is your aura? What's your energy field? So your existence and who you are, are so much more than your body. I like to call our bodies just like our fleshy, gooey meat suit. And we just wear it like this is what we look like in the physical on this earth. We can adorn it and change it and make it look certain ways. And it's really just aesthetics at the end of the day. But who we are as a soul, as a being, like our inner essence, if you will, is our energy. And our aura is really our, I guess, like our body where it's this huge bubble. So if you expand your arms, like your wingspan to each side, and imagine your aura is going to go even past, further past than your fingertips. And it's all around you above your head, your feet, excuse me, And it's this just big bubble that is encompassing your essence and your energy. Now, in the past podcast episode, when I talked about crystals, the crystals energies, everything. So back up, everything has energy, right? Everything is energy. I talk about this all the freaking time because it's true. Everything is energy and everything has energy. So when we talked about the crystals energy, those remain the same always all the time, no matter what. They always vibrate at the same frequency and they they have the same energy as a, a being, um, us people, humans, our energies are constantly ever-changing. So our big bubble, our big field, our energy bubble, it's never, I shouldn't say never, but it's usually not vibrating at the same frequency because so many different things throughout our day and even within us are affecting it. So we're constantly fluctuating and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's literally just part of the human experience. So when we talk about our um, aura, our energy bubble, that's um, coming from the chakras. And the chakras are essentially our 
energy wheels within our body. Literally the word chakra when translated means wheel. So each of those seven wheels within your body are spinning and they're spinning at different rates. And when they are spinning at, um, they're, they're the rate that they're meant to spin at and there's no energy blockages, they're considered functioning, functioning optimally. And when we do have energy blockages, the energy wheels spin slower than they're meant to. Um, and this is why people say clear your energies, clear your chakras, balance your chakras and um, or align our chakras. So when our depending on which chakra so again there's seven depending on which one we're talking about there's a few different ways that we can identify what an energy blockage looks like and i think in separate episodes i'll go through each one individually and talk about what that looks like um some remedies for that and what we can do to align it. But for the sake of this episode, we'll just take a look at the broad picture of what these chakras do, what they are, um, and why I choose to work with them. So if you don't know, I am a crystal uh, Reiki practitioner. So I love crystals, obviously. (laughs) We have our crystal shop and whatnot. And I am a certified Reiki practitioner. And Reiki practitioners work specifically with your seven body chakras. And when we do this, we're sensing the energies within your body, within your different chakras, and we're able to move and clear the stuck energies or energy blockages that exist within your body. And then when I do this personally, I like to use crystals because crystals correlate with your chakras. So again, I think I'll go into this more in later episodes when I go over the individual chakras, but there are crystals that uh, that are my favorite that, that correlate to each chakra that when I'm working with them, um, I will also use crystals within the energy work on somebody. So chakras are essentially the wheels. They're the wheels within your body and they're spinning. They're constantly spinning to help produce your life force energy. So if your life force in you or you yourself just feel a little bit drained, there's something wonky, there's something just not right about your energy, for whatever reason, typically there's an energy blockage somewhere within your energy field. So there's seven. We'll start with um, number one, and I'll list the each seven of them. So the first one is your root chakra. And your root chakra sits at the base of your spine. So like the tip of the tailbone. Um, If you're looking at like the front of the body, it's like in the groin area. If you're looking at the back of the body, it's like the tip of the tailbone. So, but in that area, that's your root chakra. And that's considered chakra number one, the first chakra. The root chakra, just a broad view of what it does and what it associates with is um, your sense of safety and security. Um, It also houses the inner child. So right off the bat, I think it's pretty clear that the root chakra can be pretty heavy. It's very important. It's very vital to 
your health and well-being, not just physically, but also very much so mentally and your growth as an individual in this lifetime. So we're going to go to chakra number two, which is the sacral chakra, and that's located about two inches below the belly button. If you're someone who identifies as a female and you have ovaries, it would kind of be in that area. Um, and the sacral chakra is housing, it houses a lot of feminine energy um, because it is the house of creation. And that's not just to say like life form creation, but all forms of creation. So this could be, um, if you're talking about life form creation, it houses like sexual energy. Um, so if you're in like a sexual rut or something like that, or if you um, are not someone who identifies and you like you want to better your sex life, look here in your uh, sacral chakra. Um, it houses the um, your passion and drive for just all creative projects, whether you're, um, you know, a writer, a painter, or um, just any kind of any form of creativity underneath that umbrella. That's what the energy that that houses there. Also, your manifestations. This is like the seed of your manifestations, right? Because when we're manifesting, we're creating, we're bringing things into our reality. So when we talk about creation, that's also part of that. We're going to go up to chakra number three, the solar plexus. The solar plexus is located about two inches above the belly button. And the solar plexus is considered the house of manifestation. The solar plexus is your sense of being. So everything that has to do like with who you believe you are, um, how you view yourself, how you think others view yourself, your confidence and self-confidence, all of that good stuff, good stuff is held within the solar plexus chakra. So then we're going to go up again to the heart chakra. And if you could imagine, or as you would imagine, the heart chakra is in the middle of your chest where you would say that your heart is. And the heart chakra is the house of all of emotions, feelings. And again, as you might imagine, just like the um, first chakra, the root chakra, this is another very important, heavy, lots of work, lots of love needing chakra because the hearts throughout life and our time here as human beings, as you would imagine, it's very much so <laughs> filled with emotion or emotions and feelings and all of that energy is so important. So the heart chakra is another one that we want to give extra love to. And then we're going to move up again. This is the fifth chakra, the throat chakra. The throat chakra is all about communication. And as you would imagine, the throat chakra is literally uh, placed in your throat. So it's all about communication. And it's not just about verbal communication, like talking. It's very much so about uh, like all forms of communication, everything under that umbrella. So the way that you express yourself, um, the way that you write, if you're a writer, any forms of communication, it's all held in the throat chakra. And another example um, that I like to give my students when we're talking about chakras, um, because it's not thought about, I suppose, when you really think about what the throat chakra does and affects, is um, a personal example for me. When I started bringing our uh, organization, our business, Curiosity Didn't Kill, online, there was a lot of obviously like video, um, 
I guess, interaction. So I'm talking to a camera and there's no one else on the other side. There's no one else in the room that I'm talking to. I'm literally talking to myself and this camera. So at first it's very, very weird. It's strange. It's foreign. Um, and over time I was able to transition the way I communicated um, as coming from kind of a weird space to coming to a more like comfortable, comfortable space. And this is with some throat chakra work because it's the way that I'm communicating and I'm communicating um, and the way that I communicate even when no one is necessarily there when I'm not talking to a physical human being in the room. So that's just another example. Okay, so then we're going to go up to our third eye chakra. This is our sixth chakra and it is located in between your eyebrows on your forehead. And when we think about the third eye chakra, this is a chakra where um, we're opening up our third eye. Our third eye is all about intuition. And when we say intuition, um, we can experience that in so many different ways. Um, again, in my Realign Crystal Energetics course, I talk to the students about how to experience and how some people experience intuition. Um, and we took a look at the clairs, like clairvoyance, claircognizance, all of those, etc. Because everyone experiences it in very different ways, very unique ways. And that's because everyone's energy is different. Not everyone's energy is like another. We're all very unique um, energetically. So the third eye chakra is all about how you open your third eye, experience your intuition, um, communicating with other realms and all of that good stuff. And then last but not least, your seventh chakra, your seventh body chakra is your crown chakra. And this one is at the top of your head at your crown. And this chakra is all about, um, so I, what I like to say is it helps you like implement the work. So when we say the work, quote unquote, the work, we're constantly doing work to better ourselves, align our chakras, open our chakras and all that kind of stuff. And your crown chakra helps you like implement that. It's all about like your head, your knowledge, opening the mind um, because there's so many lessons, right? So we have to like integrate once we learn them because we can, you know, listen, meditate, all the things till the cows come home. But if we're not integrating the messages, then we're not really like doing the work. We're only halfway there when we're like, okay, I heard my lessons or okay, I did the meditations or whatever. That's only halfway there. We have to also integrate, take time to integrate. And that could be part of some of the hardest part of the work because it's a very much so a um, feminine energy where so masculine is more about doing, right? Feminine is more about sitting back and letting things come in. And when we integrate, that is our downtime. It's our feminine energy. We have to sit back and kind of just let that lesson, let the teachings be integrated and uh, live them essentially. So that's all of the crown chakra. And now, so how did I get started with chakra work? It's actually super, <laughs> at least to me in my, my human mind, my logical mind, I would say very coincidentally and random. <laughs> but as an energy worker, someone who exists in this space, you realize and come to learn that nothing is coincidence. So I guess I really can't say coincidence necessarily. Um, but it was just something that I felt very called to. Um, I was just one of those things where it's like, I have to take a Reiki course. I have to take a class and see what this is all about. So it was some time, like I have been 
it, it was a long time. Um, there's, there's so many array of different courses out there that you can take, um, and maybe not necessarily one better than the other, just depending. But I never really did it. I never pulled the trigger until one I found and I was like, perfect. It just seems like divine timing. It's the right time. I'm going to do it. So I totally jumped in. And after taking the first course, the first class and being Reiki attuned at level one, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> it was like an eye opener, a third eye opener. My energy existed on a totally different level. Um, it felt stronger, more open, more attuned. Um, and I was just here for it. And then also learning that as a Reiki practitioner, not only can I use these things for myself, my own energy, help me better understand my energy and what's going on um, and how to like, I don't want to say manipulate it, but like alter it, I suppose, for the better was just amazing. And then being able to do that for other people, because I think so many people walk through life and, you know, energy work isn't something that we're taught. It's not taught in school. It's not normalized, which is why one of the things that I aim to do is normalize this work, this energy work, because it is so important. Like it's about our body, just the way we're taught about like health stuff, you know, our heart, our blood pressure, cholesterol, all the things and how our body works. We should be taught how our energetic body works as well. And it's, so important to me to be able to have a sense, some kind of control, at least some kind of knowledge of our energetic body. So that way we can take care of it. You know, like just as you would want to know, how do I take care of my physical body? We should know how to take care of our energetic body because it is so much of us. It's literally our essence, our full being, I suppose. So that's why I chose to totally go all in on being a Reiki practitioner and then along with my love of crystals and learning how the crystals correlate with the different chakras, I was like, okay, no brainer. This is what we're doing. I am now a Reiki practitioner. So fast forward, um, just doing the work again on myself and learning different practices, tips and tricks, if you will, and then being able to help other people and apply those things to people have been so invaluable and make me feel like I'm truly doing the work that I'm meant to be doing. You know, whether it's just helping somebody clear stuck energy, stuck emotions, helping somebody feel a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed, um, you know, all of the things. There's so many things that Reiki helps with and affects with. Um, e even if it's just one person, I feel like this is what I meant to do and what I'm here for. And um, I like to refer to it as like a full body energy massage when you have like a full body, all of the chakras, realignment, energy movement, energy clearing, all of the things. Because it's very much so, again, like our physical body, when we go to get a massage, we're physically moving energy, we're moving like the fascia. And it helps us feel more relaxed. We're getting the knots out, the little like, you know, the tension. And it's the same thing with our energy. So a full body Reiki session is helping move that energy. And it's like getting the spirit, not spiritual, the energetic knots out, helping us relieve some of that tension. 
Um, so that is why I call my crystal Reiki sessions full body energy massages. And then um, I also do card pulls because I love working with the spirit guides and higher selves. And when I do it personally, I call them in like a team meeting. (laughs) So when I do this for other people, it's kind of the same way where I'm like, okay, let's all get together. Let's all kumbaya together. And we have the spirit guides, my spirit guides, um, the client spirit guides, everyone's here and we're all essentially talking to each other. So I like to pull cards for people. And then depending on what questions or things that they might be working through in their life, I also like to do um, chakra clearings for that. So maybe it's your heart chakra, or it's your throat chakra, or your root chakra, or whatever, just to give you a little help, an energy boost, an energy clearing, um, whatever that may be. So yeah, that is how I came to work with the chakras what they do and how they work. And today, literally today, um, I believe this is class number three of our um, energetics and crystal course called Realign. So we're going into class number three later on today. I'm so excited. The class has been amazing. Um, If you are listening in the future, you can still jump in on that class. It's totally up and available and live, and it might be something that I continue to have. I don't know, (laughs) but I'll leave the... um, the link down in the comments if you're interested in checking that out. So liter- so today we're going to jump into class number three of the course Realign and we're going to be talking about the root chakra and why we want to give extra love to the root chakra again because it is the house of all of our safety and um Uh, our inner child. So there's so much work that can be done with your root chakra here. Um, And so many things uh, subconsciously that throughout every day that we're just totally not aware of, that makes us feel like a little unsafe. Excuse me. It makes us feel kind of like we're in survival mode, you know, and I gave an example, I can't remember when I talked about this. Um, might have been in a free workshop. And by the way, if you're not in our free group on Facebook, I'll also leave the link down below for that. Go ahead and join there. We do free workshops. So I think I talked about this in a free workshop, but I had realized one day that I subconsciously am living in um, survival mode. Um, And I realized this when I was between two semi trucks. And all of a sudden, my brain went into like this flight or fight or flight um, kind of like way of thinking. And I was like, Oh, no, like, what if I don't have time to move over? And what if one truck moves over? Something happens? I don't know. And then I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) like, the other part of my brain came back in. And I was like, why are you doing this, Ash? Like, why is this where your brain jumps to? And all of a sudden, we're like, ah, like, uh, I need to survive. (laughs) Like, why do I feel in a constant need to be in survival mode? And I kind of fell down the rabbit hole with that asking myself questions and, you know, yada, yada. And I came to this holy shit aha moment realization that this is part of my root chakra, part of my subconscious, that I am just in subconsciously a constant state of needing to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm protecting myself. I need to be in survival mode. And again, that's all part of the root chakra. So we're diving into that today and we're doing some work um, and we're going into that with obsidian, black obsidian. Black obsidian is my favorite stone to work with with uh, when it comes to the root chakra. <clears throat> Excuse me again. 
Um, so obsidian is a very powerful stone. Um, it's a grounding stone. It's also a protect protection stone. Um, it's been dated. It's been used way back in our history and cultures for a very, very long time. Um, and it comes in different varieties and obsidian has been used in uh, history in different cultures to, it's been believed to extract negative energy. So black obsidian, um, it's the most powerful of all the obsidians. So when you think like golden obsidian, um, silver sheen obsidian, mahogany obsidian, rainbow obsidian, snowflake obsidian, all the obsidians, black obsidian is the strongest, even though they all do very similar things, but black obsidian is the strongest. Um, so it's very grounding and protecting. It's also very calming. So uh, it's going to help us remove negative attachments from our energy and help us ground and hold us in a very safe, stable space. Um, and it also, I love, I love this about Black Obsidian. It does not give a shit about your ego. So often when we're working through uh, root chakra work and, you know, other kinds of energy work, our ego likes to come through. And it's that little voice in our head that is really trying to protect us. So we, we th often think, I tell people to think their ego when this happens and it comes through and say, um, thank you for protecting me. I appreciate you, but this is no longer serving me. And that helps that ego kind of move that ego voice moved back into the background. Um, because your ego, it doesn't like new things. It doesn't like to feel unsafe. And again, the root chakra is your house of feeling safety, grounded stability. Um, so your, um, your ego will come through and be like, no, no, no. Like, we don't know what going down the rabbit hole and diving into these like childhood wounds or childhood traumas or fe uh, feelings of unsafe or feelings of needing to be in survival. We don't know what that's going to bring up. So don't do it. Don't cross the barrier. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. But Black Obsidian doesn't care. Black Obsidian helps us pass through that barrier and say, okay, ego, I get it. I feel you, but thank you. I, I need to move forward. And I appreciate you trying to protect me, but this is not serving me right now. So Black Obsidian helps us rather face our true self, but also holding us in that calm, stable space um, because we might run into difficult truths and emotions, but it helps us not judge ourselves and not have that ego come through, but rather work through those thoughts, feelings, and what have you. Um, so that way we can get down to the root essentially the root of what's going on, the root of our feelings, the root of our emotions, these traumas. Um, and like I tell everybody with any kind of energy work, it's not a one and done thing. It's constantly like the work is the work. <laughs> We're going to be doing the work for forever and ever throughout our entire life and different lifetimes if we choose to. So um, I invite you guys, if you are not in realign, to check it out. It's very, very cool. It's literally like covers all of the energetics of the chakras, um, my favorite crystals to work with with the chakras, as well as um, like my alignment practice um, and what I do to help realign my energy to help you guys have a better like handle on your energy um, and get a sense of like control and not feel like, oh no, like I, there's nothing I can do. I just feel the way I feel, if that makes sense. I also welcome you guys to check out our free community our free group over on facebook 
Again, I do um, free workshops over there one to two times a month. It really just depends. Often, uh, lately, I've been doing them every new moon and uh, full moon just to help us be on a schedule and do some energy work around the moon time with the moon phases. Um, the last one we just did, it was the new moon a few days ago, actually, and we did breath work. Breath work is one of my most favorite things to do in energy work along with crystals and Reiki because your breath directly affects your nervous system. So it can help you ramp up the nervous system if you need, whether you're like waking up for the day or you've got a workout to go to. Um, your breath work can also help you bring down the nervous system. So if you're experiencing anxiety, stress, um, having a panic attack, there are different breath work techniques that you can do to help bring down the nervous system. And as someone who has dealt with anxiety and experienced um, anxiety attacks and just trying to find modes of ways to handle and work through them, these techniques have been totally invaluable to me. And I'm sure more work will come uh, from breath work. And you'll see that um, in our free Facebook group, as well as any other upcoming courses. So that are that is chakras that is obsidian. And again, you guys, I will see you next time on our next episode. Come say hi over in the free group. If you're already a member or a new member, I would love to welcome you into our space. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I greatly appreciate you. I love you so much sending so much energy and good vibes to you. My heart is open connecting to your heart, sending so much love. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, guys, have a beautiful day. Bye.